if you take a sincere interest in others, they'll take a real interest in you. Build relationships, don't collect them. Rebecca Radis. Man's time here is finite, but the influence of a man is infinite. The question is what shall we do with the daylight that remains? All right, welcome back to another episode here. We are talking about What's In It For Them by Joe Polish. This is nine genius networking principles to get what you want by helping others get what they want. Now, Joe is the founder of the Genius Network, which is a essentially a networking thing for entrepreneurs and business people. He has two levels. One is a $25,000 level and the other is a 100K level. So you have to pay $100,000 a year to be a member of this group. And Joe is the leader and founder of the group. So uh, he knows a lot of high-level people. He's connected a lot of high-level people to one another and been a facilitator of so many interesting business adventures. And he's known as kind of the marketing expert out there or one of the many, but uh, very, very, very high-level marketer. So his story in short is he somehow got into a carpet cleaning business. His friend, friend convinced him to, to start a carpet cleaning business. He was struggling, not making any money. And long story short, he started working on his marketing and in the end did way, way, way better by teaching other carpet cleaners how to market and position themselves rather than just doing his own <laughs> carpet cleaning. And so that turned into a marketing agency that he has run for many years and done very, very well. So. During COVID, he was kind of taking a break pre-COVID actually and trying to step back from all the hustle. He, he says he's you know been on the go for so many years. He wanted to just step back and see like, is the guy that uh, I see in the mirror who I really want to be or am I getting lost somewhere? And so he, he kind of stepped back, did some writing, and this book is part of that. And so he's basically laying out some of the principles that he lives by uh, in connecting people and how to how to connect pe- with people, how to make them feel valued, feel appreciated, how to add value, those kinds of things. And so, um, this was a this was a good book. Uh, if you're a marketer, for sure, get out there and buy this one. Uh, I saw it being promoted by Chris Voss, the author of Never Split the Difference, one of my favorite negotiation books. And so, when I saw that, I immediately purchased it because I I respect Chris, but now I have another good one, (laughs) Joe Polish. So let's jump into the book. I'll give you several highlights. I highlighted a lot and I have tons of bookmarks in here. So I'll probably just skip a bunch of them because I don't want to give, you know, too much away of of Joe's work for free, but uh, I do want to give you some value and then encourage you to go purchase the book. So uh, let's, let's jump into it. So to start things off, he says in the intro, the secret to success in life and in business is learning how to connect and form relationships with other people. And most people don't know how to do that. (laughs) So this is his goal, teaches how to connect with other people uh, and utilize those for finance as well. So throughout the whole book, he kind of hits on that idea that any relationship can serve multiple purposes. So it can be a genuinely 
uh, interpersonal beneficial relationship where, you know, we just enjoy being around each other and we can make money together. Uh, it doesn't have to be, you know, one or the other and business relationships don't have to be very professional. They can be fun. They can be all kinds of things. You, you define how those relationships are going to be. He says, what's important to realize is that this book is not just about capabilities. It's also about character, your own and others, and understanding how character creates the kinds of connections that can change your life. So throughout the book, he, he writes a principle in a chapter, and he'll give usually personal stories about what where he learned these things or examples of those principles. And then at the end, he has a domino and a question and then a like an activity for you. This domino is to be better at life and relationships, learn to ask, how are they suffering and how can I help? So essentially, you've probably heard that before in business, right? Who are you serving? Like, what is your audience? What are their pain points? What what causes them frustration, pain, loss of money, et cetera? And how can you solve those problems? So that's what he's kind of getting at there. Now, skipping ahead, he says, to quote the author and mystic Neville Goddard, you never see the outside world, only your own reaction to it. Unless you become purposefully mindful of the, your reactions and narratives, you will suffer significantly without realizing you are the source. So the domino, suffering is partially a matter of perspective of our minds. So the domino is suffering is partially a matter of perspective and of our mindset. In full view of our suffering on any scale, we still have choices. Feed the pain or change our perspective. So he he did tell some stories, right? Some some suffering is severe. Some of the times it's physical. Sometimes it's mental. So there's a variety of versions of suffering, but basically any kind of suffering has a certain amount of margin, right? You can operate within that. Your perspective and mindset changes your suffering. Some people actually tr kind of crave that suffering, so they always have a problem to complain about or, or solve, right? And so changing mindset. You can change your own mindset. You can also change other people's mindset through your interactions. So he goes on to reiterate that, that connecting with people is about helping them get what they want and helping them reduce or remove what is causing them suffering. So think of your circumstances and your position in the world. Like what is your business industry? Like who do you know? What are your relationships? Where can you fill a gap where people are suffering to to use one term for a general idea but like how can you solve their problems with your relationships your skill sets your connections now people behave in very interesting and strange ways typically associated with their past whether it was their parents were overcoddling their parents were abusive their parents were this that and the other the community they were raised in the religion they were raised in and so on well he says if you understand the atmospheric conditions of everyone's life, it would make sense why they do what they do and why they behave the way they behave. This important concept is one of the most valuable to understand about connecting with other people. The better you understand their context, the better you connect with them. Understanding a person's background, their relationships, the, the things that make them tick is going to help you drive better relationships. You'll be more compassionate with the things that maybe seem odd or strange or, or 
in conflict, you'll understand friction points better and be able to sort of navigate those better, avoid those. You'll understand what makes them tick, how to make them feel appreciated and motivated and things like that. So understanding their atmospheric conditions, he says, is very critical. He says, be genuinely curious. Yes, this is a marketer. He's a good marketer and and, and we're marketing things all the time, but be genuine. Be, be genuinely curious about the person you're talking to. He says, this is the foundation of learning their emotional atmosphere. Be genuinely curious about other people and willing to help. If you start from that position, so many good things will follow. Number two, sell yourself authentically. I once asked Dan Sullivan his definition of selling. He said, selling is getting someone intellectually engaged in a future result that's good for them and getting them to emotionally commit to take action to achieve that result. Isn't that an interesting uh, definition of selling? A lot of times people picture selling as manipulating someone into doing something they don't want. But he's saying the definition is getting someone to commit to something that will improve their lives, something that they want that will be good for them, and then having them take action. Okay, moving on. Trust, rapport, and comfort. Why you need all three. He says, connecting with people requires a balance of trust, rapport, and comfort. And even if they all sound roughly the same, they're actually quite distinct. While this topic is usually about building trust, rapport, and comfort with others, it applies equally to your connection to yourself. Do you trust yourself to succeed? Do you have rapport with yourself? Think of this as a sense of humor, finding yourself funny. Are you comfortable with who you are? So clearly he's going to go into more detail on those things. I will let you read that yourself. Very, very good context though, right? How do you how do you connect with other people? How do you connect with yourself? Do you find yourself humorous? Can you have fun? Can you kick back and relax a little bit? Do you enjoy those types of people as well? And are you comfortable with your strengths, weaknesses, and talents? Now, I mentioned in the in intro that he is the founder of the Genius Network. $100,000 to be a part of this network. He, he connects very uh, high-level people to other high-level people, and they always solve amazing problems and excellent businesses have come out of that. He says, create your own genius network. Any problem in the world can be solved with the right genius network, which is simply a network of people who have skills, capabilities, and genius you can access whenever you need a connection, idea, or solution. People who can help you solve problems, meet challenges, and reach opportunities. If you remember back just a week ago when we talked about the earned life, his advice was the same, that the highest achieving people he knows and has worked with, and again, Marshall Goldsmith works with high-level CEOs, that's his gig, the most successful people he works with rely the most on a network that they've intentionally created. So here we are with Joe Polish saying, any problem can be solved by this network. Whenever you need an idea, a solution, some resources, this network is available for you. So he has an exercise for you to create your own network, he says. An easy way to think of it is with a simple exercise. Take a piece of paper and draw a circle in the middle. Next, draw eight smaller circles in a ring around it. Third, in each of the smaller circles, write the name of one of the eight most important people in your life. Fourth, under their names, describe their skills and capabilities. And lastly, Think about how you can help each of those people and think about how they can help you. So in essence, you're thinking, who are they? What do they want? 
What capabilities do they have? And what do I know? And what can I do to be most useful to them? So help them get what they want and you can get what you want. Later on, he says, the first secret to the success I've had in life and business is simple. I invest more time, attention, money, effort, and energy into my relationships than I do anything else. And I do so on the longest timeline possible. I think the longest timeline possible is a very interesting thing because a lot of times when we're thinking of business relationships, we need to be quick. We got to be moving, right? We want... Someone to make that introduction so that I can make the sale. Like, let's get going. Uh, That's how managers push their people, right? Can you get in with this person? Can you get me a meeting with them? Can you get me a meeting with them? He's kind of saying, look, I want to build a relationship with this person and I want it to be a lasting relationship. I want to be able to help each other out for a lifetime. So I'm going to read you a, a story here. He says, what are the relationships and how are they formed? My good friend, Dr. Robert Cialdini, is the author of numerous game-changing books, including Persuasion and Influence. He is known globally as the most prominent expert in the science of influence and how to apply it ethically in business. He is incredibly knowledgeable about relationships. As Dr. Cialdini explained to me, having a connection with someone involves bringing collaboration to the experiences you create with them. Dr. Ned Hallowell, my friend and psychiatrist, the author of over 20 books called Connection, the True Vitamin C in Driven to Distraction, a book that was foundational to the modern understanding of ADHD, written with co-author Dr. John J. Rady. Hallowell affirmed that connection is something all of us literally need to survive. To paraphrase these two geniuses as simply as possible, a relationship is a collaborative connection. Connection and collaboration allow you to combine your capabilities, concerns, communication, context, comprehension, compassion, and caring with another human being to create something new. Relationships are fundamentally creative and, in a sense, even artistic. Defining art may be too big a task to take on in this book, but we can agree generally that art is a mode of expression, whatever form that may take. An artist is a person who has the power to express, and this is where things get interesting. Whether singers, actors, writers, performers, or athletes, many of the world's most admired people are incredibly expressive. Their respective art can stir huge emotions in the people observing them. And it's not an ability limited to what we typically think of when we think of art. Incredible entrepreneurs can be corporate artists. As an example, CEO Steve Jobs became great in large part because of his artistry in marketing, packaging, positioning, and leadership. Relationships are about connection and connection is about expression. It is about being open, communicative, and free with the people around you about what you want and how you will get there together. The most connected relationships are aligned in purpose. In some cases, purpose can come out of joy, like two people who share a passion for painting and push each other to experiment and be better. Other times, purpose can come out of pain. It is a major part of what 12-step recovery is all about. No matter what the common bond is, connection is the key to relationships. Of course, navigating that emotional landscape can be treacherous. So the domino, no matter what your expertise or interest, relationships are a life skill everyone can work on mastering. Relationships are about connection, which is about expression. By being open and expressive, you align with others in purpose for greater impacts. A long story there. I loved the way he described 
artistry, in business, in sports, in work, whatever it is, you can be an artist and it's your expression of your work, your talents that kind of draws people in, right? That's that's part of the reason we're so impressed with not only a painting, but seeing someone paint or being able to meet the person who did it, right? We love the expression that it represents. Here's another good story that I really liked. This section is called The One Sentence Solution. In 2000, Ben Hunt Davis captained the British national men's rowing team. Ben gave the team a question to ask before every decision made and every action taken in and out of practice. Will this make the boat go faster? If the team considered going to the pub the night before training, they asked themselves, will this make the boat go faster? If the answer was no, they did not go. Here's a tip. If you have to ask, the answer is usually no. (laughs) With the difference that one question made in their behavior, they won gold at the 2000 Sydney Olympics. To go for gold in your relationships, you can use the same strategy. Before doing something, ask yourself, does this grow the relationship? I love the question. Is this going to improve my circumstances? Is this going to get me closer to my ultimate goal? Is this going to improve my relationships, my health, my wealth, my happiness? If yes, do it. If no, let's change course. Domino, when maintaining relationships, nearly all the biggest dangers and traps come from mismanaging three things, your time, energy, and money. Why don't you think about that for a minute? Mismanaging your time, energy, and money. So to expound on that a little bit, he says, in one of my many interviews with billionaire Richard Branson, he said when he works out one hour a day, he mentally and physically feels like he gains an extra four hours of productivity. When you get your relationship recipe right, that's how your investments of time, attention, money, effort, and energy should fill. He says, we are always missing opportunities and there are always ways we can better leverage our time. At the end of the day, though, are you happy? Is your life working? Are you learning and expanding yourself? Most importantly, are your relationships fun? They're supposed to be. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's an interesting concept how you're managing your time, energy, and money. Are you working on relationships and hustling at business and all these things to achieve something that will make you happy, but it's making you miserable in the meantime? Are you getting lost in the, in the fuss? Are your relationships too dependent on corporate structure and certain metrics rather than enjoying your life and enjoying your relationships and having friendly communications, doing something fun together with somebody you, you appreciate. As Warren Buffett always talks about, find something you enjoy doing and do it with someone you enjoy doing it with. And every day of your life will be, will be pretty solid. It'll be good, right? He's been in business with Charlie Munger for decades and they keep doing it, even though they're both very old, very successful. They just enjoy what they do and they enjoy doing it with each other, which makes for a good life. For the marketing piece here, he says, there's an old saying that goes, if you want to sell what John Smith buys, you got to see through John Smith's eyes, right? So being curious again, understanding what drives people, understanding what frustrates them, what makes them tick. If you can get those things right, then you can start to sell them things that they want. And the more value you provide, the better you're going to do. Interestingly, he talks about complaints are a way to get to know people as well. All of us want to complain a little bit about something, right? But hearing someone complain is specifically hearing them 
say, this is frustrating me. This is suffering. This is annoying. And then you can find a way to connect to them, but you can also find a way to sell them a solution. I really like this wisdom on how to influence people and what that means. But he's quoting one of his connections named Dan. He says, there are two ways to influence people, Dan said. You can tell them what's wrong and how to fix it. That's the first way. The second is to tell someone what's right and how to enhance it. You get very little resistance and way more buy-in. One approach says, here's what's wrong with you. The other says, here's what's right with you. Interesting, right? So you're putting a positive spin on how you tell them what actually needs to be fixed or changed. Here's what's right with you. Here's a few suggestions rather than here's what's wrong with you. And this is what I would do. (laughs) Big difference. He has a whole section on the power of laughter, which is a huge one for me. I love to laugh. People that are funny, people that want to have a good time, those are my people. And that's bonding. It makes people want to spend more time with you. It creates trust and kinship and uh, friendliness. So definitely incorporate some humor into your relationships. And he says you could practice humor if you don't have... Uh, you know, a naturally funny personality or you're not good with jokes, you can practice a few things. And he he has a, a few lines in his back pocket at all times that he can break out. I found this little bit in this section, both comical and wise. He says, we all have habits. They can be winning habits or losing habits. They can be million dollar habits, health habits, and spiritual habits. Truthfully, None of us have any bad habits. We are just very good at habits that produce bad results. It boils down to the fact that certain actions done in a certain way produce certain results. As my friend and Stanford professor B.J. Fogg wrote in his book, Tiny Habits. (laughs) Isn't that interesting? We're all just very good at at habits that create bad results. (laughs) Here's one of his examples of how to use humor uh, to lighten the mood and, and get things started on the right track. The first time I interviewed Sir Richard Branson in front of 750 people at one of my piranha marketing events, I said to him, if you and Al Gore were to get into a physical fight, do you think you could take him? I asked him this live, and of course, he stuttered a little bit because it threw him off guard. But then he totally cracked up laughing and the audience did too. I said the same thing to Bill Clinton the second time I met him and got the same reaction. So the domino, few things are as powerful as laughter when it comes to social bonds. Even if you don't consider yourself naturally funny, you can practice making humor a habit. It's it's an excellent way to create those happy hormones, lighten the mood, make everyone feel comfortable. and And then you go on to extract value. Another domino here, he says, true appreciation is being internally grateful for and externally expressive to others. In a literal sense, this appreciates the value of the people you show that energy to. Here's a section on value depending on urgency. And I had not really thought of that, but even if you know some high caliber person, but you don't have really anything to do with them, then there's no value in knowing that person, right? You could know Tony Robbins or um, some actor or athlete or whatever. Like I know a pro basketball player who's a big time entrepreneur, but we don't do anything together. So what's the value? There's no urgency. There's no action being taken. So all it is, is a fun name to drop, right? (laughs) There's not much value there. Now, 
if I could find some way to provide value to him and utilize his network and financing and all that stuff, well, now there's, now there's value, but that depends on the urgency. That depends on the actions we're going to take. You have to feed your relationships, right? Sometimes we lose touch with people and suddenly the value is diminished. We don't know what they're up to. They don't know what we're up to. We've, we haven't laughed together and eaten together and had a good time together. We haven't done any business together. So that relationship's becoming irrelevant. He says, just like plants and gardens, friendships and relationships require water. They need sunshine. It's why I always try to remember to keep a constant drip of attention and appreciation on the people I care about by writing them notes, sending audio and video messages, and so much else. It makes all the difference. Being in person means closing the emotional distance in your relationships in any way possible. Relationships are like plants. They need a constant drip of attention, appreciation, and engagement to grow. So I've skipped over dozens of dominoes and points he's made on how to deepen your relationships uh, using value, gratitude, appreciation, common ground, etc. So I'm all the way to the conclusion. Now I wanted to leave a lot of stuff for you to go read. So I encourage you to, to purchase the book. But in the conclusion, he says, there is no relationship between being good and getting paid, but there is a huge relationship between being good, being a good marketer and getting paid. <laughs> On the same page, just down a couple sentences, he says, it was my continual pursuit of the best knowledge and the best relationships that led me to where I am today. I had to throw that one in here because this podcast is all about learning the best we can to improve our health, wealth, relationships, and happiness, right? So keep reading, keep listening. The last thing I'll share with you, he says, what I've learned in writing this is that even if the appearance of things changes, the essence stays the same. People want to connect People want to feel special and cared about. People want to feel appreciated. People want to have their problems solved. And if you're a person who cares about others and can solve their problems, someone who understands what's in it for them, there's no limit to what you can accomplish or the peace and joy you can find in your own existence. So that is What's In It For Them by Joe Polish, a very good book on marketing and relationships. I think this has a lot of value for anyone to build deeper relationships, to stay connected, find ways to connect with new people. One thing I didn't really hit on is how to provide value to somebody before you reach out to them to actually be on your show or help you in this business or be a customer or whatever. So try to find what they like, what they want, what they're interested in. Are they producing something that they could use your support on? Go support them, then reach out. So it's a good book. What's in it for them by Joe Polish. I hope you found value. Uh, if you did, please like and share this content. Help us reach a broader audience. And also head over to bronsonwilkes.com for more resources. Sign up for our subscription list. And the C10 Network is on its way. We'll catch you on the next one. Adios. Hey, thanks for listening to the entire episode. As a token of gratitude, I want to give you a discount on my book, Ingrained. Head over to bronsonwilkes.com store 
and download Ingrained for less than a dollar with the coupon code GOALS, G-O-A-L-S.